What's up, YouTube? My name is Jason Ward. I'm from MakingStarWars.net. I am Making Star Wars. Here's the Star Wars news of the day. Uh, let me throw it up. Okay. First, this is like sequel to the sequel trilogy news. <laughs> and it's Daisy Ridley and it's THR asking her about being Ray in another Star Wars movie. And it's, remember, a few days ago when there was that tweet from somebody from THR with Daisy Ridley as Rey, like, catching rain from The Last Jedi or something like that. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it's a big scoop. The trades don't do that. The, the uh, trades don't tease their scoops. They don't usually tip off the competition that they have something coming. If it because a lot of the times, like variety in THR, for instance, will be like neck and neck racing to get out that story first. You don't go and do it, you just do it. They and they don't need to do the whole tease thing, drum up interest, and get super chats on YouTube. It doesn't work that way. So, um, <laughs> here so here we are, um, with enough time to type up the interview <laughs> from the from THR now, and it's I'll read the Star Wars part of the article. It says, as of this moment, Ridley insists she knows nothing about what's to come. I don't really know if there are plans. I just don't know, Ridley says. But ultimately, I loved my experience, loved what I got to do, and I loved the people I got to work with. So should that happen again? Even once, amazing. And then uh, and then on a little side note, she talks about going to the Goonies sets while making her new film. Sometimes I think about dying, which... At that point, I knew Daisy was pretty cool because I would go to Goonie sets if I was there as well. So, but anyways, I would love to, to go and, and tell you guys like, hey, man, raise back, guys, for sure, 100%. Promise, promise. It's just, it's not a 100%. It's the next series takes place during a time when they can bring Ray back if they want to along with Poe and Finn and Rose, any of the characters that you saw in the sequel trilogy films can, who are alive, can realistically come back. It's pretty much that simple. And, uh, you know, I've seen the the uh, normal grifters, the co-opters, as I call them, you know. Oh, I'm hearing that too. You know, those people, they're out there doing their, their like, their shit on that. I gotta be honest with you guys, I, I dug my best i didn't get anywhere but i got kind of got laughed at a little bit asking about it and essentially which makes me think um it's a ridiculous question that ray is not a main character in this next series and i keep using the analogy of attack of the clones you know remember in attack of the clones when they when at the end the clones show up with yoda to save the day at the very end you're like oh here they are reinforcements I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Ray ends up being in one of these movies. It's a, a, a Captain America style cameo where everybody's just like, cool, she's back. So I also um, kind of think she would lie. There's people that would just say she'll lie. Like we know um, Mickelson's lying about Thrawn right now um, under the under pressure. And, you know, that, that can happen. But I have a feeling when the, these interviews were 
you know, set up when these interviews were 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 lined up. Talking about Ray or not was probably uh, discussed. You can't talk about Ray or you can. And I kind of think if something had actually moved forward, they'd say you can't. How's it going, Rob? Hey, what's up? Yeah, so just reading this little bit about old Daisy Ridley and how she's, uh, you know, says, I don't know if I'm going to be in another Star Wars movie and it would be great if I was, you know, which is the, the, the canned answer. But I think people are, are really moving forward with it as if it's a truth, as if it's a promise, as if that those movies have even been announced and they haven't. But I do think that it, it is showing like really solid interest, not only from the industry who know that if those movies made a fuck ton of money, uh, but also from from fans, you know, I, I, I don't think this is going to hurt your chances. Jason, we're on the precipice of another Indiana Jones movie with a 128 year old Harrison Ford. She'll be back. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, that's what I always say. People are, are always like, I'm always like, what if they ever wanted to resurrect Kylo Ren, you know, or, or not Kylo, but Ben Solo? What if they wanted to go in an arc about him and, and something, you know, something weird like that? And everyone's like, oh, he won't do it because he's doing Netflix movies now. I'm like, exactly. He's exactly. Netflix yeah, movies Netflix now. Movies, yeah. And if they got Harrison Ford back this many times, oh, they could get Adam Driver back. I mean, or if they make the sequel holiday special, right? right? The sequel holiday special. <laughs> yeah, he could see he could sing the uh, Carrie song in a deep baritone, <laughs> the one that she sings. It's a Daisy, time, of, you know. Yeah. yeah, Daisy could do the uh, the the twenty arm chef. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy as the twenty arm yeah. chef. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, you know, I I know people who watch the show are generally more informed about how stuff works or or want to be, anyways. And uh, I I uh, just want to say, you know, look at laugh at the grifters doing what they do, you know. Plus, plus, Jason, just think about it. Mm-hmm. Doing a Star Wars movie means that they, her and her husband, could keep making indie films. They can get financing. They get prestige. You know what I mean? They get money in the bank. You know, they can they can they can take no money on the on the front end to get everyone else paid to get those smaller movies made. Like that's that's how this all works, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, and and somebody like you know, Adam Driver is really big in Hollywood. He like really is, but he's also like he hasn't gone over that line yet. Where I would say like Adam Driver's uh, a movie star, you know, like people um, go to see his movies based off of what those movies are. Not him. We're not there yet. He's not a Tom Cruise or a Harrison Ford yet. He could be. I, I could see it happening for him, but he's, I don't think he's there yet. And uh, so what that means is he needs that box office. He needs those box office numbers under his, like he needs his tally to be really high because it, it starts to tell studios, Oh, we could, we have confidence in this guy because X amount of dollars earned. Well, you know, if the past like is really hard of the future, you know, but it's really hard. One, he wasn't the star of those films. And two, even if you're in a film that makes $2.128 billion and counting, you you could be the lead in that film and still no one knows who you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, 
Is Sam Worthington a household name? Nope, no. James Cameron is. So like, nope. is this? We're he, different... he almost was. He almost was though. He had like, he had his moment, but then it was like Clash of the Titan stuff, you know. And that Terminator kind of... movie didn't do anyone any favors. Yeah. So no, it didn't. No, it so didn't. it's like, it's like you have to get, you need to get like a machinist, or a Black Swan, you know, kind of thing going. Actually, what Daisy's doing with the smaller films has the better chance for her to become statistically speaking like like a person who can carry a film yeah is, you know if you can carry in a film to a to award season right mm-hmm. then like that's where it goes so the bigger budget films you, you get lost under ip i mean that's mm-hmm. just kind of the nature of most of this you know i mean big time i mean how yeah. many people can can name the dude who plays the winter soldier yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. how many people you know i just like, call him that guy kind of like should have been Mark Hamill if computers weren't magic. He would That's, have been if it, they didn't rely on the computers. Yeah, Rob, it's it's if computers weren't magic. That's the he looks thing. as much like Mark Hamill as Ewan McGregor looks like Alan McGinnis. I mean, Alan, no oh, offense, you folks. Went, you said you say Alan McGinnis? Did you just yeah, go? Yeah, down McGinnis. That what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there was there was somebody who used to write articles that was not being funny, and they would literally write Alec McGinnis when they met Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I was it you? Was it you? But, no. <laughs> yes, it was me. So, yeah. but I mean, think about it. Have you ever looked at a picture of Ewan and Kasha and be like, that's Alec Guinness? You know, like, no. Yeah. And have you ever seen a picture yeah. of Alec Guinness and thought Ewan McGregor? No. I mean, they, 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 they have striking similarities, but in the same way that Winter Soldier does to Mark, young Mark Hamill, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, side note before we go on to the next thing. Joel says, hi, Jason and Rob. Love the show. Thank you, Joel. Uh, I was just watching your latest episode on Spotify and was surprised that it had that was video and not just audio. So yeah, this show could be long sometimes. Sometimes we just hang out and shoot the shit about Star Wars. So audio might might be better, but sometimes like today we're gonna have some visual you know aids to bring in. And when that happens uh, on Spotify, you can go from audio to video, so it's not a bad place to consume. And the when show. George and uh, and when Giorgio and Felonius D show up, it, it's mm-hmm. easier to see the photos than just to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> if I ever forget to do a setup, you can be like, "What the?" You know, like look around, see if your boss is looking. If your boss isn't looking, then you can pull the video up, and uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, thank you, Joel. And uh, and so make sure you guys subscribe to the show on Spotify uh, if you want that opportunity. And we're also on Apple and all that jazz, too. So, you know, we're, we're not just there, but I think Spotify or YouTube are probably the, the two best places to watch the show. And then, um, oh, I learned a trick today, Rob. So it turns out you can, like, share the tab. So the, this is the article I just had. If I could go over to another tab and not have to do a whole reshare. <gasps> Right, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. up on the top. It just says share this tab instead. So, you know, if you're ever ever leading that part, uh, you can do that now. It's magic. Well, we'll just be reading the avatar script, so I'm good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this is um, there's a couple of more pictures that have come out too that I'll throw up um, after this article that Bestman doesn't have in here, but this is kind of a catch-all article from Bestman, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's three new posters for the Mandalorian revealed. Star Wars Jedi Survivor delayed until April 28th. So if you missed yesterday's show, Survivor is pushed back. So what, what's what's Bespin Bulletin have to say? So he says, give me a coffee. So you could buy that guy a coffee, which you should. You know? I mean, like, just to, like, give you some context about how, 
how shitty this industry is on a side note. Um, I went to pay my hosting bill today for making Star Wars.net. And when I went to go pay it, the the you know the the cart was messed up when I when I go to check out on it. And so I gotta like go to customer service and all that. So literally I spend about an hour and a half of my time just to get the site rolling, you know, just so that way we can do this. And um, that's why the show is late today. And then when I go to check out, um, the bill is 350% higher than it was last year. <laughs> Three, I'm so like, what? for hosting the site. Just cause? They, just, just, just cause, just cause, cause, you know? The bird flu affected the uh, availability yeah. of bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, and without getting into like specific numbers, I'm, it's I'm fucking like, criminal, dude. It's I'm so like fucking talking, criminal. Yeah, yeah, I'm like talking to them. They're like, "Well, you should probably um, back up your site because if you don't pay it today and it goes away, you just don't have access to it." And I'm just like, "Well, if that happens, I will make it my life quest to say that it, your company is the biggest shittiest company I've ever you know done, done business with." Uh, I have it backed up already, so it was fine. But um, I was like. Look, I, I paid this amount of money, and I budgeted for this, knowing that you would, there would be a shakedown, and I budgeted forty percent higher. They they wouldn't budge. They they wouldn't budge. At the end, they were they were going for the for the big money. They were going all or nothing, and I'm just like, so it's like fucking hell. Now I gotta go spend like you know, a whole day basically uploading the site the backup to a new, you know what I mean? To a new host and all that. Cause I'm not going to let him shake me down. I can't do that. Fuck that. You know, it's bullshit, but, uh, Bespin bulletin. If you read a site, um, we're in the same boat. Usually, you know, where we do the same thing. There's just all this stupid costs that come up. Like this isn't a free hobby or anything like that. So if you like his stuff, uh, support him and me too, you know, and I do appreciate it when you guys do, and you guys are a really supportive, a bunch and I appreciate it. So, anyways, um, he says, just to warn you, Bespin Bulletin writes, just to warn you, this article is a bit of a hodgepodge and will contain three different stories. When he says hodge, hodgepodge, I feel fat shamed and I don't know why. Uh, and will contain three different stories stories that didn't feel qualified for their own individual articles, but wanted to address nonetheless. So, right here, we have Bespin Bulletin thinking that he's inventing a roundup. He did it. Sorry, Bespin Bulletin. I'm kidding. Uh, we'll start it with the delay to the highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm going to tell him this little typo there. The follow-up to the critically acclaimed and commercially successful Fallen Order was due to release on March 17, 2023, but EA Respondent Lucasfilm released a joint statement yesterday revealing that the title has suffered a slight delay of six weeks. And before I go on with that, I just want to like throw it out there once again. That wasn't a marketing thing. This is actually thrown the marketing into disarray. It's the exact opposite. Um, I'm going to, to okay, I'm sure to some that feels like forever, but in terms of video game delays, that's incredibly minor. Yes, that is nothing. That is fucking nothing. Like it's fine. It sucks if you were you know looking to play it now if you're excited for it, but it's nothing. That's that's. Compared to the three years we've pretty much waited for it already, who cares? Um, EA and Respawn claim the delay is to make sure the game hits a quality bar set um, by the fans and the team working on the project. The statement goes on to say that they hope to achieve a level of polished fans across the globe to serve. 
now now here's the uh the uh, thing that i wanted to add the reason why i reread that um after we've already covered it is the one thing i wanted to add from last show that we didn't that i didn't get to say that i meant to but i didn't say is when the lego team becomes slave drivers to their staff and people don't get to see their families and those articles hit we cover it and we go like you monsters but you can't be a person who goes and says you monsters and then says release the game on on at the release date or else what's it going to be do we want those people to not see their families for six weeks do we want them to you know basically working 20 hour days for the next six weeks or do we would can we just be patient grown-ups and wait six weeks <laughs> i think we can do that i think we could fucking as as a fandom i think we could kind of be grown-ups on this one i know we're all a bunch of big fucking man babies here but this is the time when we can just go you know what six weeks will go by fast we'll watch the mandalorian and uh, have a good time, and then it'll it'll be there in no time. So that that that's my take on it. And then uh, this is the uh, press release, which if you need to get a copy of it, you can get from Bestman Bulletin on I think this is Instagram. Yep, on Instagram. Also, uh, Bestman Bulletin also posts uh, pictures of himself in bikinis, in mankinis, as he calls them. He looks great. He's been working out. He's fucking svelte. Okay, and then here's and now he goes on to write. We now officially, we we are now officially just one month away from the release of The Mandalorian season tres, and promotion for the series is due to ramp up any time now. Recently, Trends International revealed a slew of new posters for the upcoming season, which, as expected, has a high focus on the Mandalorians with Din Djarin. Uh, expectedly featuring on two posters, uh, one alongside Bo-Katan Crazy, no, Bo-Katan Kreeze, and the other alongside Bo, the Armorer, and Paz Vizsla. Hey, hey, what do you think the Armorer's name is? Like, she kind of needs a name, because I I think she has one. Karen. Uh, Karen the Armorer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's K-Ren. Maybe maybe it's Tony. Mm. Knights of Ren, Karen, Karen. See? Oh, the, the Knights of Karen? Yeah, the Knights of Karen. <laughs> They've come after me before. I, I know they're real. I think the Knights of Karen and the Fandom Menace should fuck, personally. They'd all be a lot cooler. Um, in addition to the trends posters, Disney and Lucasfilm released a new official poster for the upcoming season. Sorry, I'm laughing at the, the Knights of Karen. I'm <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I'm that guy. Uh, <laughs> you can see the four posters below. And then so we we have we have this, this poster right right here and, you know. We, we can see them all all lined up. Oh, look at that. Yeah, looks pretty, looks pretty You know, Image good. Comics had the same thing. Yeah. Back in 1992. Right. My Wizard Image special. I, I still got it. <laughs> I, got it all, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. You know, it is what it is. I mean, this is obviously made for, you know, a nine-year-old's bedroom. You know what I mean? That's that's what it's meant to do. This The Trans International posters, that's what they are. Um, so it's like, I'm not gonna knock it too much. I think it, you know, does what it's supposed to do. Then we got this other one of of Bo and and the Mando like rocketing away. Man, his armor almost looks like the old armor in this picture to some extent, but I think it's just mm. all the fucking light hitting it, probably. Yeah. 
and not wanting it to reflect. It makes oh, it look dull. Those brown, like show, thigh pads, though. Yeah, is it hmm. is it weird? I don't know. Hmm. But he didn't really use the rocket pack in season one, for you know. So I doubt they would have had that. So it's probably, but whatever. And then we look look at look at little Grogu who's looking adorable. And I like how you can see his little uh, his little chainmail sticking out his collar right here because you know the one that Mando brought him to at Luke's house. Mm-hmm. See it his mintral, the mintral. <laughs> yeah, mintral. Yeah, uh, you can see the, like you can see the the the, the new. I don't know what you call that. Is that a bassinet? I don't. I don't know what that's called. His his little pod. So you can see it in more detail. No, pods or razors. Oh, and then uh, this is my probably my favorite one. It, it, Katie Sackoff tweeted this one out, and she's like, "Now they're just uh, antagonizing me, or something like that." But it's it's Din with the, with the dark saber, and uh, I actually like the background, which I think is Mandalore. Like the stalag, I don't know. Those aren't stalactites. I don't know what you call those. Those fucking thing, rock formation sticking out. It's probably probably the bottom of the dome, of the broken dome from from Mandalore. Oh yeah, but looks cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the dome. Yeah, right. It's the broken dome. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. But anyways, looks looks cool. You know, you can see like see the N one. If I if I was a kid gonna put this in my room, I'd probably get this one. It's probably the one I buy. Because you got the spaceship, it's got a little baby Yoda and his little pod thingy. And then uh no love for uh for uh, R5D4 in this one. He he didn't get he didn't make the poster, fucking loser. Still still not making the cut. But uh yeah, Darksaber looks fucking cool though. I like I like lightsaber katanas. Pretty rad. And then uh and then lastly, this is back to back to Bespin. Lastly, we arrive at Andor season two. And this is what I was jumping around the other day. And I'm like jumping around it because I thought he was going to do the story and I didn't want to step on his toes and motherfucker tweeted it out. So I didn't see it. I wasn't on Twitter. I was reading bestbinbulletin.com. Uh, <laughs> lastly, we, I'm joking. I, I love you, Bestbin. You know that. Lastly, we arrive at Andor season two. I tweeted about this yesterday, but I assume many of you missed it. This is only a minor update on the filming of the second season, but two days ago, Diego Luna arrived back in London, ready to continue filming on the exciting second season of the series that received mass critical acclaim last year. It's my understanding that Luna hasn't filmed scenes for the second season for a number of weeks and has spent much of his time in Los Angeles. But before some fans worry, this is planned and scenes are being filmed around certain actors' schedules. And then scenes filmed early on consisted of Empire-related characters such as Cyril Karn and Dedra Miro. The actress who plays Dedra, Denise Ga, will, will also likely take a tiny planned break from filming as she's currently rehearsing for her three-night performance at Wilton's for Dead Poets Live, Sylvia Plath, which takes place from February 7th until February 9th. And, uh, oh, she's not doing flappers? I don't know. Uh, everyone's doing them. flappers these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I w- will say uh, this isn't like don't treat this as like a like scoop stuff or anything like that. But I know that rehearsals for one of the three directors was were extended, and like when I kind of like put it all together and I just do the rough math in my head, I don't think Diego Luna has actually filmed a lot. And and but this isn't. I don't think he's filmed very much at at all. 
and I am expecting one of the one of the episodes to be really heavily centric on on the on Dedra and not not Andor, or at least it would seem that's the case. It, I mean, there could be Mon Mothma for all we know, Mon Mothma based or Saw Gerrera based. It could be any of those things. That's why I didn't really want to get into it. But um, too late. And then, but I, I know that like one of the weeks that he was there was a was a was additional re- rehearsals. And um, so anyways, but this isn't the kind of situation where you can treat it like Mandalorian where Pedro Pascal like fucking was barely even there for season three, like barely because he's not a voice actor. He's not just a voice actor like Pedro mostly is uh, on Mando. He he has to show his face. So if he's there, they probably just filmed all of this stuff together. And um, and they're, and when you look back yeah, at the previous got to work for a living. Well, when you look when you look back at the previous seasons, uh, or the previous season of Andor, you can see that like how many scenes do Dedra and Cassian have together? Fucking none, absolutely zero. So it's really not that crazy of a thing, you know what I mean? It's not not that hard to to make a schedule where you don't have somebody just coming back constantly back and forth for like no reason. And uh, so, so I don't think anybody should make a thing of it. Is what I'm trying to say. Because I don't think it's really a thing. I don't think there's really anything to it. So yeah, Bestman writes: Andor season two began filming towards the tail end of November. Scenes filmed early on consisted of that of the Empire, Cyril, Dedra, etc. Diego has filmed previously, but has not for a number of weeks. It's nothing to worry about, just due to certain actors' schedules. And um, yeah, I also don't really think he uh isn't hasn't much to do in that stuff at this point but and then uh you can check out bestman's bob podcast and you know all his socials and stuff like that so anyways though yeah that's that's like the the gist of of that news and then um i don't know where these originally came from they've been sent to me like a bunch of times now so i apologize uh they're not watermarked or anything like that but like crew stuff is is going around i'm just guessing it's from ebay and uh i did see it on ebay so i'm guessing it's it's that's where it originated from but it's like a mandalorian season three crew shirt and uh you can see like the the little n1 and uh it says mandalorian season three crew and then that's that's like the front and the back and this is this says set lighting and then, um, oh, and then another. Here's another one of the posters, and uh, there's that 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 background we had the pictures of back in the the day where we were looking at that weird blue print on the walls. Which, by the way, when I when I when I rewatched Mandalorian uh, one and two, that print has always been there. That like that like print on the wall, that that blue text. We we were like, I think it's Navarro. It should be. But it had all those trees and shit, and we we're like, are they just reusing the print, you know? But it was always there, and um, so that's pretty cool. But it's, it's a good, it's a good picture of. of Isn't there of, like blue markings in Baru's hut up on the kitchen wall or some shit? On, on it's not. I don't know if it's blue, but up on on the ceiling, right? Is those kind of that kind of markings, Same yeah. Kind of stuff, right? Yeah, maybe maybe that's where she came. Maybe she she comes from there. And then here's mm-hmm. another poster, right here. And it's just like Mando going going light speed, which once again, this is for I think for is, is this one Walmart for a kids room probably? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a Walmart. Like a, but no, 
know, if if I was see, a it's kid, one of those I, kinds of things. It's like that yeah. blue the the light speed. They should be doing some kind of like treatment. You know what I mean? So like the shit glue in the dark or some shit. Like oh, that would be fun. You know? yeah. It does look good though. I would be, I I am I am attracted to the poster. You know what I mean? I don't want to marry and fuck it, but yeah, I look would, at your I, background. I want... You've got colored lights everywhere. So well, my daughter mark. did it. My you're my daughter mark. did. It. Yeah, you're a mark. <laughs> but um, and then blame your daughter. Always yeah, well, wheeling at them kids to shirk responsibility. Hey, hey. and then there's this one right here, which I don't like. This one, this one looks like a looks like a a page from a Pablo Hidalgo book that wasn't finished. Like nobody put well, the text on it. <laughs> I blame myself for this one. This is you. Well, no, because I'm the guy that was like putting the blueprints in front of everyone to do a oh, blueprint God. T-shirt You're that back in like, you son of a bitch. and I got the I got the fucking Millennium Falcon one through, and that that's when everyone. So if you see that Millennium Falcon blueprint, that's because of Rob. It came right out of my book for my yeah uh, the yeah. Right, West the, End uh, or whatever the uh, the, the uh, red data. Target shirt the shirt that's yeah that, that's Target. it there you go on the red Heather oh my god I'm such a Star Wars fan look at my Millennium Dude, Falcon I put it, blueprint shirt I had 15 fucking things to do that day and I was like I finally got the slot for that so I handed it to my buddy Joe right my 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 fucking roommate from back in the day I got him a job there and I'm like just fucking knock this one out just put this shit on there and he's like all right great. And now he's like, that's my shirt. Oh my God, it's your shirt. It was my book, my fuck. All right, all right. But well, none of us get bonuses, so who the fuck cares? But I like how it's like, really, tell me how you came up with the idea for your fucking shirt. Just curious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, buddy. I don't know what the story with this, with this. Uh, it's Predator. I think it's, I think it's, I know, I know that. It, it, but I don't know if it's, if it's like this was like a Mando Pogs. 3. No, if it's a crew, <laughs> if it's from the episode that he directed. Uh-huh. It might be a sticker that like was that was made all for the episodes that for the episode that it's he directed pogs. from season three, but uh, yeah, it might be like I think it's a sticker. That's what it looks like to me. But it, yeah, it, but it's that 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 scene from Predator where he's like, "You son of a bitch," and like they like do the handshake. So that's pretty yeah. cool, you know. But it it has like you can see like the um, instead of being "You son of a batch," right? Because <laughs> like, he's you know clones and shit, you know. <laughs> And then uh, this is this one's strange. So so th- there's like a looks like a like a sticker from from the, from the makeup people here on the bottom right. Then you got Dave Filoni, Force for the Cure, and then there's one that says Max Rebo lives. And I don't know if that's just some some shit left over from like post Book of Boba Fett, or or does Max Rebo show up in um, uh, Mando three? Which he he might because they fucking made that that puppet and stuff. So he is alive. So they they might throw him in there. You know, I mean they have it. They're gonna use it. And I don't think anybody's gonna be gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be mad about too much Max Rebo if he's background stuff. If it's not it's not taking up actual screen time and he's just mm-hmm. hey Max mm-hmm. Rebo's on Navarro fucking jamming out. Then I'm cool with that. But. Yeah, so that that's that's like the uh, the uh, gist of the news today that I can remember, that I can recall. So yeah, you know when Size Noodles broke up with Jabba and she fucked Greta, she went uh, Rebo. She she went she went rebound rebound rebound. <laughs> rebound. Yeah, she rebound. Yeah, that's what Dude, that. He just reminded me of Chef Beefaroni, Chef Boyardee Beefaroni. Remember, it had like those like really thick noodles in there, it looked just like a snap. Rob, I'm I'm white trash. I grew up on fucking beefaroni, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could see was Max Rebo when I 
a can of Rebo snaps. Like, ah, oh, Reboroni. <laughs> I, I, re- yeah. I re- remember being a, a kid and being served beefaroni and being like, this looks like weird kid toes. Like, what is the shape of these things? You know what I mean? They're just re- uh, Rebo. Rebo snaps. Rebo. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, but anyways, uh, what else do we got? Anything? Bitch on Disney. Seth is bitch on Disney merch. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but cool, man. Yeah. Cool, dude. It's a bumper sticker. <laughs> Rick Jones says, uh, <laughs> posers wear the red Falcon shirt. <laughs> yeah, millions of fucking people. You know what sucks, dude? It's just like, it just sucks because like, when when people fucking take credit for shit, you, like, it's, like, it's all teamwork, I, I find. But then yeah. when they fucking flaunt it around and then and then they get bonuses and shit, you never I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. You're just like, the fuck why why should I give anyone a fuck this place? You know, I that's why I left, walked right out. I was like, why yeah. fucking help anybody, you know? I've had millions of ideas. I don't send them to my friends in t shirts. I'm like, ah fuck them. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like why would I give you guys any help? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it's not like it was a very good industry, so you know, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're stuck wearing the same shirts because I won't come up with any new ideas. <laughs> Sorry. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, thank you for being a channel member and a friend. Uh, lots of news about Ray wanting to return laughing my ass off. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, I, I you know what it is. A positive thing. You know what it is, Jason? It's because people want a fucking movie. This is yeah. really what they want. They want a movie. They have no direction, no guy. They don't know where to go. So they're like, hey, the last movie was these people. Let's bring it back. Yeah, they want a movie. They people want to know there's also, a movie coming, like like yeah. officially, like on paper for reals. Because there's fucking they're getting movie. I mean, fuck freaking DC can put out like shit. Lot of we're making all these. Who knows if they'll make those movies? But at least they're committed to telling you about it. I don't know, man. Like, and I know hey, like Mangold and Swamp Thing. That 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 that, pot, that potential has me excited. Well, the fact that he tweeted it, you know what I mean? Here's my thing about that DC stuff really quick. Um, whether you're into what they said or not, I just want to remind everyone, you know, Jason came and told you about uh, Grogu with a, with a mech suit, and no one gave two shits. And I'm going to tell you why. It's hard to imagine what's coming. You, you got to, like, act, most people have to actually see something to be able to react to it. Being told something's coming down the way, you know. Like, like if you didn't know these actors, and you're like, another Star Wars movie's coming, it's not the same as like knowing there's people on board and shit. You can, you know, you can visualize it. So, yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't like Swamp Thing? I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that we just Ray had her trilogy and um, yeah, if she comes back and with good reason, if there's, you know, if there's a good moment for her or a good, she should get a 12 episode series on Disney plus that actually looks fucking good, you know? And like, no, yeah, I, I say yeah. no. I say she and, and it's all about her trying to like decide whether she's going to be herself or not. Like, that'll be fun. I mean, I feel know? the same way about Luke Skywalker too, though. And I, I'm yeah. sure everybody hates me for that, but I'm like, they yeah. fucking did it. He gets like, a 12 episode series. Why isn't well enough alone with with some of these characters? Like, in every episode, know? they can work on a new expression for the deep fake, right? Like now he can sort of smile. Like <laughs> here he's using his mind. Now he could kind of pout. Like you know, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. work it out every episode. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grogu has much to learn, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't. I like, like I said, like 
Andor is the classiest way to do it. Andor, Andor's, um, you know, Yolaren isn't a cameo. He's there because he's that's where he fucking goes. Like that's his place. And um, I appreciate how Andor handled things. You know, so if this next series is about young Jedi Knights or new Jedi Knights for that matter, then yeah, fucking put Ray in it because she would be there. She would be a part of it. It's organically, it 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 makes sense. But if this is um, you know, if this is about some fucking space pirates or something on some off beaten path or whatever, um, Ray doesn't belong there. And it's just going to be like, hey guys, remember this other thing? And that that I hate that. That gets. I just wanted to bury lightsabers for like twelve episodes, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know the fucking, fucking. She has her yellow lightsaber. She's out there like I'm yellow. I got yellow lightsabers. Everybody, I'm cool. Um, but when if we have a new series, a new um, series of films, we're on the precipice of it, which is which we are. Get excited about who the new person is going to be or who that new character and hope that that new character is, you know, fully, you know, realized or whatever. And um, I, I, have a, I have a comic book question for you, though, actually, oh. um, that, that I don't know. But when I was a kid, I read like Brave and the Bold and Brave and the Bold was always uh, like Batman with Sergeant Rock. You know what I mean? It was always yeah. Like a they, team these up titles, they, they, is, yeah. Is that yeah. is that title just arbitrary? It yeah, it's arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, they, they've they've reused it a few times. Like there was a '60s style kind of Batman cartoon called Brave and the Bold, and it just allows for. But but wasn't that a team up cartoon as well though? Like wasn't it like it was primarily of... him? But yeah, I'd have different people coming in and out. I oh, okay. I just think it's arbitrary because they they already have a movie called Batman. So so what was it? Was it a was it like because I was wondering because it's Batman and Robin? Yeah, they're gonna call it Batman and Robin. It's, it's not, but, <laughs> but 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 was it was it you know was it a case of the of the of the of the not gays, not saying Batman and Robin, which which no. has like that connotation from the because that which that movie should be there, but it was there. It's just because that movie you don't want in in your ranking and what you don't want Batman and Robin to get can, people are gonna see a different movie when you type in those words, you know, like to this day, like that's yeah. kind of like I um. Batman. I'll be sucks. surprised if that sticks though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, that's the one name where I'm like, it might be Batman the Brave and the Bull when this shit gets done, because at the end of the day, marketing decides what the fucking name of your movies is. Like you yeah. can you can say I'm a CEO, it doesn't matter. Marketing's like, yeah, well, we want to actually make money. So we're gonna override your little creative decision. So that's the one name where I'm like, that ain't sticking. The TV show names, they'll stick, you know. Maybe because even then they did that show Pennyworth and then like no one watched it. And then like a season later, like Pennyworth, the stories of Batman's butler, like they fucking had to like, <laughs> like which actually really... sounds, which sounds like worse. You're like fucking, what yeah. what's he doing? Like fucking getting him D? I don't want to watch yeah. that. Yeah. But, but I, I did read that, that, that comic as a kid where it was like, it was Alfred in like, like MI5 or something. And he is like, Ends up like 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 saving the Waynes, you know, and stuff yeah. Like maybe that. they and, just and, called the show fucking Alfred because no one knows what fucking Pennyworth means. You're being a yeah. little too clever again. Like Paradise Lost, it's like they're gonna be. It's just gonna be called like Wonder Island or some shit by the time it comes out, you know. Like because again, marketing and decides 
what the name of your shit is, not the director or even the CEO of the company. I mean, sometimes they get involved in it, but they too want their fucking bonuses at the end of the year. So they let, and they don't want the blame when rarely does a CEO, rarely does, does someone like Iger come out and go, yeah, my bad on the whole Star Wars thing. <laughs> rarely does that happen. Yeah. So like they, they can just go with well, the marketing fucked it up. So we'll just get rid of them and get a whole new department. So that's kind of how that works. Yeah, I mean these are these are a bunch of a bunch of ideas for films that aren't written yet, and lots of things can can change and all that. I thought it was weird that he said the um, James Gunn said the Flash was like one of the best superhero movies ever made. Everyone's like, been saying that. I was like, is this, yeah. yeah, that's fucking wild. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. I, I feel like Michael Keaton has been fucking done wrong over this last like year. But uh, the mean, problem is they also heard. Remember when BVS came out? They're like standing ovation. Remember that one? Like yeah, yeah. I, I'm so not it's a fan. I just yeah I just don't know. You know, like look, the movie's gonna come out. I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, because of Michael Keaton, and that's about the end of it. So yeah, you know, I like the first it movie. Never sat through the second, so I couldn't tell you. But um, like the first, things better. You know, my 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 kids. Well, I let them watch the first It movie. They were like, I want to see something really scary. I was like, all right, let's nah, do it. That's goofy. <laughs> and then, and then, and then and put it on. No, no, they, they were scared. But all they right. watched the whole thing and they loved it. It's like their favorite hey. horror film. But what, what was interesting was when, when It Part 2 came out, I was like, you guys want to go to the theater and see that? They're like, yep. I'm like, let's go. So we, we get them in the car, go down there. We last about 30 minutes and they're like, this is just too scary. We have to leave. And, um, and it's like, like you took him to Poltergeist too. You know what? The, <laughs> you, 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 you like know, Poltergeist it, one is fun. Yeah. Poltergeist two will give kids nightmares for the rest of their fucking lives. Like, <laughs> but, but what it was, uh, upon like asking them and trying to figure out what was too much for them about it. I kind of figured out that in it one, it's the clown versus children. Right. And they saw children as being sort of disempowered and not adults. Therefore, the clown has power. And when, but when the clown has power over the adults, that's what they couldn't handle. That's when they were like, I couldn't have handle floating chainsaws and poltergeist too. You know, remember that fuck, fuck, I couldn't get near a fucking, I was like, that thing will float and go right through the fucking car. Like, how about flying Native Americans? Huh? Huh? Does he fly? I remember hey, the man, family flu. That that's Centurion season two, right? When they, yeah. they got the extended team. I was wanted to know how they got on top of that giant mountain in Poltergeist too. <laughs> the natives are like up there, just like chilling. I'm like, how'd they do that? Well, yeah, like uh, Tom Cruise in, in Mission Impossible too, right? They just freehand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, look, yeah. people want a new movie, you know, and I yeah. can't blame them. There's really no logical reason for them, other than they've been taking their sweet ass time. I got to tell you, though, like, I'm not against them taking their sweet ass time. It's yeah. just whether they make something fast or they take their time doesn't seem to dictate quality at Lucasfilm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like uh, sometimes taking a long time, like Andor pays off. Sometimes doing something quicker, like Mando season one works, but then doing something quicker, like Boba Fett didn't. It doesn't. I don't make so, I don't think they rushed Kenobi. That didn't help. You know? No, no. Um, so actually. Kenobi and Boba, which are, I think are the, the two that you're the most critical of, were the most rushed. 
They're, yeah, but uh, but they had different iterations of those things forever. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Mando, uh, Mando had more time than you would think because uh, something that's been really underreported, a story I actually could have reported and didn't because I just, I was kind of having like a, a nervous breakdown during part of Force Awakens from all of the people calling me a faker when I, I hadn't been proven right yet. You know? Sorry about that. Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> it's your fault. Um, <laughs> I know. No, but uh, John Favreau was one of the people who they approached for seven and they didn't offer it. They approached and, and, and had a little bit of a feelers when Abrams said no the first time. And, but they were like, we definitely want to work with you. And then he comes back with, with Boba Fett. And then they're like, actually we're making a Boba Fett movie. It's already a thing. Like, okay. So he changes it uh, like a, like, like a little bit. But then Filoni and him were already on the same page. Basically, Favreau was on the same page as the Joss Trank movie to some degree. And then uh, with, with Filoni, and then they ended up like – so So all of that – so what I'm trying to say is Mando had a little bit more gestation time than I think people actually realize. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised in an alternate universe, Favreau gets episode seven and baby Grogu is like the fucking MacGuffin catalyst of the whole thing. And getting Baby Yoda to Little Luke is the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if something and like not, that was look, like. Hey, I'm a creative. Know? Not everything yeah. you do is going to be a winner, you know. So I don't yeah. care if he did a Cowboys versus Aliens. It didn't work out. I don't care if Iron Man Two wasn't the greatest fucking movie. I'll watch Iron Man Two over fucking Batman and Robin. I mean, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Fair or enough. Blade Three or fucking Morbius or any of those fucking Carnage movies. You know any of that bullshit. So, like, yeah. A bad Favreau movie is still better than most fucking people's best efforts. Let's be honest, you know. But what he's I do like fun, is he's he, got fun spirit. So he's even but he doesn't inherently okay. over the top shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he kind of keeps things a little bit lower lower key. You know, I mean, like Zathura was was had like fucking uh, Marion like a guy in a suit lizard people and shit. You know what I mean? Which I still fucking appreciate. You know, at that time, anyone else would have been like, put a CG lizard person. But at that puppetry work holds up pretty good. Anybody got any CG lizard people? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> George is like, oh, I got some lizard. Well, you know. But it's like, it's like, uh, you know, episode seven was, 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 was kind of rushed. It was weird. It was rushed and given more time, but everything was always done in a rush. And then right. after that, you, you get to eight. And I think eight is a very solid, stable movie because, you know, he came out and he was like, yeah, I'll make this yeah, But it doesn't take five rushed. years to write a script, bro. All right. Like that's no. that's the thing. And so it's like, OK, in this day and age with how fucking people work and how you're able to put together a writer's room, you can do a whole season of badass television. You can write a whole season in six months to 12 months. You know, that's 20. You write a whole season of Breaking Bad, fucking Better Call Saul. So when you're like finicking over one movie for five years that means someone doesn't want to make a decision that's right. that's all that says to me you know people are afraid to make a decision they don't know what to do no 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 so we'll just ignore it and let everyone just spin their wheels and develop endlessly it's like yeah. trying to make the perfect fucking album when you watch you know get back or i'm not a fucking beatles expert but when you watch it you see a bunch of dudes not knowing well, what do we do do we do this do we not do this do we do this do we not do this what do we um, do? You know? Tony Gilroy did an interview with a podcast. If somebody knows what it is, please put it in the thing because I, I, I'll, um, I just watched it. Like I watched it in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep last night, and uh, I watched it, like in the middle of, of the night. Meg posted it in her Discord for what it's worth, 
And um, it was like three Star Wars fans who like reacted really. I don't know if the Star Wars fans, but just general like like TV fans, and mm-hmm. they re- reacted really positively to Andor season one. And I guess Gilroy saw it and then went and did their show, which is super cool. And uh, the the interview was was like was like pretty good. But he was talking about how Gilroy was saying, "You think you know how it's done only when you finish the project. Like you finish the project, and you're all, so that's how it's done." But then when you go on to the next thing, you're right back to not knowing what you're doing. And he said, like, with Andor, like, when they were spotting the music and stuff, he's like, you think you know what you're doing, but you put the music in and it starts to play, like, kind of kind of half-assed or whatever. Yeah, and, I'm and, not talking about having it all figured out. I'm saying that yeah. you have to know I'm making a decision and we're doing this and this is what we're going to go for. And then it evolves as you as you build it. Versus saying, we don't know what we're going to do because this might anger this people or this doesn't fulfill or we're afraid it won't make this amount of money or it won't have, it's not, it's not up, it's not as, it's the opposite of like, you know, when you watch like the making of episode one documentary and you you see some of the Rick McCollum stuff where he's just like, he's kind of like juicing him up a little bit when he's like, you know, remember when you're in the theater, everything, everything's going to be so good. It's always going to work out. I mean, it didn't back. And it's like, no, man, it doesn't always just fucking work out. You know, like, there's no guarantee of anything. I think Lucas is more, he doesn't articulate it that way, but you can see, like, he he's not just buying that. But yeah. I, this is the opposite of that, of, like, maybe nothing will work. Maybe we don't know what to, I, I, five years, man, to just make a decision is, it's odd, you know? Well, that's that's sort of the, the weird thing about this, like, whole franchise is, like, Kenobi, for instance, People act like it's not rushed because it had all of those, of those other iterations in script form, but at the end of the day, it was because getting it all together and putting it together, like it wasn't like it was the one person or the one team, like doing it. It was like a reset after reset after reset, and, right. and like like so so. Fair enough. I, I my my opinion is that Kenobi's actually well well written and poorly executed. And well acted by <laughs> by Ewan McGregor, but no one else for the most part. I, I agree. Mean, Ewan is acting you know. well. I agree. Ewan. Yeah, Ewan and, and I, the dinosaur guy. I mm-hmm. like the dinosaur. The dinosaur. I yeah. do. I genuinely, I genuinely yeah. love. But um, but then like 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 book of book of Boba Fett is just this like tangent fly by the seat of your pants. Let's see what happens. Can we do this like that? No, you can't. You didn't. It didn't work. And then, but everything else is outside of of. The Last Jedi w- was kind of city city your pants with ra- random resets, and like Rogue One was a big reset, and it actually worked randomly. Randomly, so, yeah. And and but point being is this current like break that we've had since 2019, which was also partially because of the pandemic and stuff like that too. But yeah, but they could the, have written scripts and then go into that, production. You know, that's like, what I'm saying though. There's other there's a lot of things that have that are still coming up that people don't know about. There's things that I know about that are just I know that they exist. I don't know what they are. And there's mm-hmm. there's 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 so this period right now is exactly what people are saying should happen is actually what's happening. How, we just haven't seen any of the rewards for it, but we don't even know if that's going to work. And if that's the same thing with this with this DC thing. Um, we don't know if all of those movies are going to work or if most of them will, or 
if that's actually going to be the plan or if it's just like, you know, is it a posturing kind of thing to say, like, look, we have we have a plan. It's even more evolved than Marvel. That's just what he said. I believe he said that. I, I saw it. I don't know if it was true, but I saw that he said that. More evolved James, than Marvel? He said, I was involved with Marvel's oh. um, stuff and we're even more planned out than they are. Is what he's saying. Yeah, but the Marta Marvel Studios pros, they, they they weren't that planned out. They just, they knew like, they knew how many movies they were going to make in a given section. And then each one gets handed off to a producer and that producer sort of oversaw, you know, the, it's, read, go read the Art of Marvel Studios. They, I'll be honest, for yeah. a non-Rizzler uh, book, for a non, yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's pretty good for a studio put out how this shit got made. They yeah. don't. They don't cut shit out like Ed Norton. They don't get heavy into it, but that stuff's all in there, you know. It's there, okay. and so, <laughs> and they do. They do get into like their process of how those projects get put. It isn't Feige running everything? Like I know people all think that, but it's not the case. Um, Is Edward Norton a shithead, or does Edward Norton just not put up with shit and then get branded a shithead? Somewhere in between. Okay, that's fair. Um, somewhere in between, and and this, um, I can tell you. I heard the dude who, you know, that put together the Rounders movie, you know, like Ed Norton did a lot of ad lib adding to that, to their script, which they're like, fine, because, you know, he's good at it. But then you could sort of see with every movie, it gets more and more with that ad libbing thing. It's kind of like Taika. You can kind of parody yourself at a certain point. You got to step back a little bit and kind of recenter sometimes, you know. Uh, I think on the Hulk thing, he he just he tried the he tried on the Hulk thing. He tried the Dwayne Johnson power move, where he was going to rewrite the script and like sort of like ghost produce the movie, and that that didn't work out very well, right? For him, yeah, right, yeah. I I I like it. I like the results of Edward Norton's work usually, but you know whatever. Um, um, Don Haas says Sundance was surprising. Ray wants to return, and Amelia Clark said no when asked the same question. Laugh out loud. So the the one thing I will say is that you you can you can kind of read into what's going on by what they're doing in their sideways shit, right? Ray wants to return. Well, Ray doesn't have a comic book that's telling us what Ray's doing and and pigeonholing them into some direction for Ray. She's pretty much off limits because you know if she wasn't, Marvel would have. 75 comics about rape after episode nine out by now and they they don't clark's character of kira has that exactly that which to us says they have absolutely no plans whatsoever to fuck with amelia clark's character they just don't so she's gonna say yeah you know i'm not i don't even i don't even think she said no i just think she said it's like not on the table it's not in the cards or something like that and uh but i think that's that's very telling you know, if you see a character in a comic book having really, really big plot stuff happen to them, they don't plan on doing shit with it. That character's probably not in, in any scripts that are that have been turned into Lucasfilm, anyways. And uh, so, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see a lot more um, Kira in the comics and nothing from Ray of of substance. You know, if it's Ray, like going to a spaceship and and like getting a drink and remembering something that happened during the sequel trilogy, uh, that could definitely happen. But I, I don't, I don't see it going deep for her, um, especially with this right here. So uh, Donna says, okay, so there must have been another article where she said, um, no. So I, I believe you. I believe you. 
but the, the the first thing that I I the first comments I saw from her were like her going like 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 I haven't thought about it. It's not in the cards, something like that. But uh, she said, "Um, no." Then went on a tangent about Marvel, which which was yeah. And 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 I will say though though too the fact that you know, she's doing business with Disney as a corporation says that they're not blaming her or blackballing her. But I wouldn't be surprised if um, the majority of the <clears throat> Of the solo content just not there anymore or not applicable and whatever they've talked about in their meetings with donald glover for lando probably didn't involve half sith lord half crime lord ex-girlfriends of han solo so so it's probably like why she why they were able to use her in the comics in that way and uh you know it, it's kind of a it's kind of a shame though it's kind of, I, I think, especially like in this Disney Plus era, uh, it wouldn't have been bad to to have Kira on TV. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think she was so wonderful that I'm like, oh man, like Star Wars lost something. Like, you know, when I see like shows like Andor and stuff like that, I'm okay with, with, with what we're generally getting, you know, in terms of that like, Mando's real action based, and then Andor's really serious and and drama filled. So I don't really see like a big place for her there, you know. But right. um, anyways, I think we I think we covered it all. I think we I think we we've done it. We we did the news of the day, and uh, my computer is acting really slow and crappy all of a sudden. So I think we'll call it a show before it goes too bad. But um, we'll, I'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time covering whatever news there is tomorrow. And whatever the – if there is no news, we'll make a topic up. That's what we'll do. We're going to do that. But I think there will be some news tomorrow, I hope. And uh, we'll see everybody. And uh, thanks for coming and hanging out on short notice today, Rob. Oh, sure. I got nothing else to do. Appreciate it. Whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just fucking live here. You know, just at your beck and call, Jason. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, everyone. Go enjoy we'll his we'll site while tomorrow. he still has one. Yeah. Go enjoy his site while he still has one with the 400% increase in bandwidth bullshit. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.